Hey, my name's Emma. Hey, my name's Maddie. And you're listening to The Pilot's Pandemic. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pilots Pandemic Podcast. You're here with your host, Emma, and our lovely co-host, Maddie. What's up, guys? And we have a very special guest today, Avanthea. Hi, thank you for inviting me onto this show. I'm grateful for the opportunity to share my story. As mentioned, my name is Avanthea, and I am an airframe and PowerPoint mechanic based in New York. Awesome. We're so stoked to have you on the show. We um, haven't really talked to any mechanics or anyone in this field, only a few so far. So we're excited to get to learn a little bit today. Hopefully you guys will learn a little bit of Avanthea's language. Um, I know we all in aviation, we have like all of our little terms that we use and this, that, and the other. So I'm excited to learn today. So I first just wanted to ask you, you know, how did your interest in aviation maintenance begin? And who were some of your like inspirations behind seeking out a career in the field of aviation? So I like to say that aviation found me because I didn't know I liked aviation until I got in. So what happened was that I was accepted into aviation high school, which offers an AMP program while I complete high school. And then I just found myself really enjoying being tactical, working with my hands and of that sort. So very shortly after I developed this huge passion and I knew from that age that I, this is what I want to do. I think that's such an awesome story that you have. I think that's how I kind of found you, Avantia, is I was on, I think, Lady Aviator's page on Instagram. I saw your story and I was like, wow, you are so inspiring, especially because you're so young. Um, so with that, can you kind of tell us what it's like to be young and be a woman in the field dominated by men? And are there like any stereotypes that you felt pressed upon you? Yes. So there are stereotypes for both for being young and for being a woman. But thankfully, in my experience, I have found that in most situations, I am welcomed, whether that's at school, at work, or at an event such as this opportunity right now, in most situations, I am welcomed in. Now, um, I've just found that when you have the opportunity to build your reputation yourself, like let's say new work environment, which is where I'm at right now, and I'm meeting all these new people, they don't know anything about me. And I have these next few weeks where I can really get them to know me, then people understand and respect you in the same level that you present yourself. Is there like any time, cause I feel like when I was working as a woman, just as a ramper, I felt like there was these power struggles because pilots usually put themselves like top tier of the, the, the food chain, I would say in aviation. So have you ever had an experience like either with pilots or, or rampers or customer service where you haven't felt like they took you seriously oh yes that unfortunately that happens um on the technical and sometimes with pilots I'm overlooked because uh, my co-worker is looked at and rather their whatever they have to say is more listened to and valued in that sense um another situation is with cleaners actually um unfortunately in the tech ops department, it's kind of like some cleaners feel like we look down on them 
And that's not the case for every mechanic. I actually really, really respect their work. They go from plane to plane in like 30 minutes. I don't, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I had a situation where they were being a little mean to me, but I, I just think we got to make it, we got to work on the teamwork. Yeah, definitely. I, um, I've always held that ground, like to what, when I used to work in the aviation industry, I actually have a story about <laughs> this um, one time, this pilot, it was a 3am shift, a star shift. And he wanted me to do a bug wash, but also get him coffee and make the coffee. <laughs> and you know how on time performance, you got to stay within the, the time frame and everything. I think only had like 30 minutes. So I told him, I was like, and this is what a lot of people won't do is kind of stand their ground. So I, I said, Hey, I'll either do the bug wash or I will get you coffee and you get to choose which one I get to do. And so <laughs> he was like, I'm going to volunteer and I will get, I will do the bug wash and you can get me coffee. I was like, check, check. I got it. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah. So I think that um, when you say teamwork, it really does come down to that in the industry, like just being able to have those conversations. Cause I think a lot of times when you feel like someone has power over you, especially when you're a woman or you're young, um, you don't feel like you can communicate in those ways, but it's definitely helps you gain respect when you, when you do work that way. Absolutely. So Avanthia, what are some of the hardest parts about being an aircraft maintainer and like, what are the brightest moments or what are some of the parts of your job that you find a lot of joy in? So in my experience, the hardest part is really just the people working with people. Uh, whereas like the technical things are they're my happy place I love being on an airplane anything I'm doing I'm just really happy so what I mean by that is when I originally got onto the field given I was also very young and very eager and very motivated I found that some of my coworkers misinterpreted what I meant um, so for example I'd be really eager and I would ask a question on how does this work and oh we're working on this are we supposed to do this check afterwards and stuff I learned from school and kind of like connected to Mm -hmm. And they, they interpreted that as like me judging their work or their knowledge. So I really had to learn how to be myself, but yeah. in a way where everyone else is comfortable as well. And I fit into this new environment. It's interesting. I would have never thought that anyone would perceive you asking questions as like them doubting your work, but I can definitely see that where, you know, you, your guys' work is, is really, really important. And if it's not done properly, um, I could see how people would really like be, what's the word for that? Like defensive about that. Right. Right. I, I think it comes down to that as well. I gotcha. So as far as that being like working with people can be some of the hardest parts, what are the brightest parts? What are the, the cool parts, the fun parts? Mm -hmm. So I really, really have fun troubleshooting, uh, just thinking creatively and just challenging myself in the problem posed as a mechanic. So every, like any job it is on the plane, I, I'm happy. Like, I'm happy adjusting tray tables, <laughs> as happy as I am working on an engine. It's to me, it's just any maintenance, anything using my hands, doing something, learning, I am all for it. I love that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I'm just like, I've always been someone who has to 
continue learning. Like once I have gotten a hold on a certain task or job, I tend to get bored. So I can totally see why being an aircraft technician would be very fulfilling in that way, because I feel like you're constantly learning. Is that how you feel? Yes. Every day I'm constantly learning. Uh, And this is like 10 years down the line, you'll still be learning something new because every day you're working on, on different things. So it could be someone has three days of experience, yet they know something because they came across it yesterday, whereas I never came across this and I'm still learning today. Yeah. That's awesome. So my next question for you, Amanthia, is like, what do you do to maintain such a positive outlook in your field? Um, Because when we talked to you earlier, you were so positive and in your work and we love that. And we've talked to cancel for maintenance and they kind of have told us like being in the maintenance field can be very stressful, both emotionally and physically. So what are kind of the things that you do to keep that positive outlook and that positive attitude? Yes, this is a really good point because I feel like in this field, we really have to be our own coach. And what I mean by that is if this was a sports team, you would have a coach who is going to say, hey, get back up. Um, Here's the game plan. Here's what we're going to do and go out there and be great. Whereas in this field, we don't really have a support like that. So we got to take care of ourselves. And that's really what I do. Um, I prioritize that I have to take care of myself first. So what that means is in order for me to perform under the pressures of uh, a flight needing to go out in 30 minutes or working during a snowstorm or having to maneuver and control heavy weights. Everything weighs a ton on the plane. Um, In order for me to perform that, I have to have rest. I have to eat nutrition food. I have to relax. Humans do their best work when they're relaxed so that when the situation arises that is high pressure, I can perform and I can do that without burning myself out. I like that. I mean, people, people don't understand the importance of just the simple things like getting a good night's sleep, eating three meal, three good meals a day, not just resorting to like, I I fall into habits of like, oh, well, I'll just go get Subway. And then Mm -hmm. I've eaten Subway every single day. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So So, Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask like, women mechanics and technicians like it isn't very common at all not just in aviation but in general um I don't think I've ever I mean seriously I don't think I've ever gone into um to like drop my car off to get it serviced and a woman be in the garage and be looking at my car so I think it's really awesome that you're doing this and you're kind of breaking a lot of barriers but if you, what's some advice that you would give to those who haven't really thought about going down the maintenance route or the mechanic route? I've noticed this as well, especially where we first found each other on Lady Aviators page. I always see so many women passionate about flying and I'm like, damn, where are all the mechanics at? Yeah. <laughs> so what I think is just get exposure because I look at this every day. I think, what if I didn't accept aviation high school? What if I turned away? I wouldn't have known. I probably wouldn't have found something I'm this passionate about um, and be doing that and working and feeling like it's not work. So I think everyone should just give it a shot, give it an exposure, uh, go take a workshop of like, I don't know, maybe a hydraulics workshop, go take, uh, watch videos of maintenance, talk to mechanics, 
or even just work on your car a little bit and see if you like it because it really opens a lot of avenues. And what I mean by that is that most people don't know that you don't have to do everything if you don't want to do everything. You don't have to be a line mechanic who does hydraulics and electrical and sheet metal. You can just find your niche. You can do only engine work. You can do only non-destructive testing work. You can do only landing gear work. And you can take that anywhere. It doesn't even have to be airplanes. It could be hydraulics on, on roller coasters. That's so cool. I didn't even think about that. That was right. <laughs> That sounds like a fun thing to do too, working exactly. on roller exactly. So like then, because I didn't really realize this, that you could actually have like a narrowed down maintenance work. So is that kind of how it goes in the aviation industry too with you, like being an aircraft maintainer? Is there like a specific thing that you work on? Yes. Yeah, so I can only speak for Delta Airlines, but with Delta, we have different departments and there's department of like um, just avionics, just seat metal, just components, just landing gear. So if you're really just like one thing, you can do that instead of having the pressure of being on the line. Interesting. So is that what you do though? Are you working just like with one certain thing or do you do a, a lot of different tasks? No, I my goal is to end up back in the department where I work on everything. Right now, my department, we work in cabin maintenance. So yes, that my goal is to work on everything. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I well, because you like learning new things. So I totally yeah. get that. Um, that would be my choice too. Just like, let <laughs> me do a bunch of different tasks. Um, right. So with that, um, what was like kind of the toughest thing for you to learn as an aircraft maintainer? And how did you go about overcoming that? So... Hmm. The toughest thing for me to learn, um, I guess probably just what we touched on before, which was working with others um, in a context that works for this industry. So not that there was anything wrong with my passion or anything or my communication or my teamwork, but it just didn't really fit in this field, I noticed. So I had to learn how to ask questions without making it sound weird <laughs> and of that sort to make everyone feel comfortable. So the way I overcame that was by, first of all, honestly, I was just being honest. I just told my mechanic, hey, would you mind if I take notes on this because this is good material and I want to learn it? And they would be like, yeah, sure. Whereas before, if I just wrote it down, they would be like, whoa, what are you writing? <laughs> you get it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I see that. Like, I could, t I, I, this kind of reminds me of one time that I flew. I normally, when you fly um, and you're getting training, you know, like for me, I've always kind of flown with the same instructor, but every now and then your instructor isn't available. And I'll never forget one time I was doing a flight lesson with an instructor that I had never flown with before. And I looked over and they were taking notes. And I was like, uh, <laughs> do I suck? <laughs> yeah exactly yeah things can be misinterpreted <laughs> yeah definitely I didn't even think about it like that so it does kind of make sense but I mean as as far as that do you feel like you've had to change your personality I'd hate like if you feel like you have to put yourself into a box no no that's actually I'm glad you mentioned this because I'd love to talk about it but my main thing that I want to share with others is just really be yourself because when you look at me I'm like I'm smallish, 
I, I don't look like I could lift heavy things. Um, everyone, everyone calls me a flight attendant. I hate that. But I'm always seen as a flight attendant on first assumption. And so I have almost nothing that you might associate with as a mechanic. I'm like always smiling, but that doesn't mean I'm not assertive and it doesn't mean I'm not sure of my job. It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm just silly and playing around, yeah. but I'm myself, I'm, I'm happy. I wanna share that with others. I want my coworkers to feel comfortable. So to me, it's very, very important to just be yourself. Yeah, well, I like that because I love your energy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I think Emma and I can both like attest, like I've also been called a flight attendant many times when I was a ramper, mm-hmm. even now being married to a pilot, they're like, oh, are you a flight attendant? And I'm like, no, I'm not a flight <laughs> attendant. Um, but it's just is like, that's kind of the stereotype that goes with women in aviation is like that you are a flight attendant and there's nothing against flight attendants. I love flight attendants. Emma's mom mm-hmm. is a flight attendant. We talk to flight attendants. They do great work. But it's just like trying to show people that there is more to aviation than just being a flight attendant as a woman. And I love also that you said, like, just because I look a certain way doesn't mean that that is that I'm not strong, that I can't be aggressive when I need to be, you know, like I think or assertive. Yeah, I love that word. Yeah, assertive. Um, Because even when I was getting hired as a ramper, um, I can look like a girly girl, but I played basketball in college like I am an aggressive woman Um, I I grew up with (laughs) brothers so I can get somebody down but like that was kind of the stereotype that I wouldn't be able to throw bags that are 70 pounds and I and as soon as I said I have an athletic background that kind of like cued their minds like oh this girl could actually probably throw a bag in the pit but Mm -hmm. that is a thing that women have to overcome if you look professional because you want to look professional interview sometimes people can like stereotype you in in a certain way so thank you for bringing that up because it is something that I don't think men really understand about women that they can be multiple things even if they look a certain way at Evernorth Health Services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Yeah. So tell us what a day in your life as an aircraft maintainer looks like. Like just a general run through of your day-to-day activities. Okay. Well, I am working night shift. So what I do is I report to work one hour early, um, during which the time I'm just um, really just being just there, nothing crazy. I have like some online work, I check some planes, I see the workload for the day, Um, just communicating with others on other shifts. That's also very important. So when our shift actually starts, we begin with a briefing in which our lead tells us our assignments and our partners. So we get an idea of like what the workload of the day is gonna entail. From there, we get the reference, the paperwork that we're gonna need, maintenance manuals or um, any, really any, any material you think we might need. And then we also get the tools that we're gonna need. So what happened, the way this works is that we go out to our airplane, depending how many you have a night. Um, we just, 
any of the tasks that need to get done, really common ones are honestly inspections and checks are like every day. <laughs> so mostly that's the routine is just make sure everything is great. Whatever is not good, we fix. Mm-hmm. So from there, as far as like breaks, like to eat lunch, it's really whenever you have the time, at least for us, it's between planes or it's when we're done or really whenever you can squeeze it in. I got you. And how how yeah. long are your shifts? So I work a 10 hour shift. Wow. <laughs> Girl. And, and so if you wanted to take a break, like, are you able to take a break? Um, yeah, it's pretty, most of our work won't last you from the minute you walk out to the minute you come back in. <laughs> most of it is, um, you'll, you'll have little breaks in between planes or something. Um, yes, <laughs> 10 <Yeah>. hours. <laughs> so, and like, as far as like working with people, cause we've talked about that a lot. Are you working? Like what kind of groups of people are you working with? Like larger groups, smaller groups, and do you work with the same people all day or are you guys kind of like a mixed pot? So we typically have a partner to work with, but if the plane has like a big package, we'll get a little group, maybe like four or five people to do different tasks on each thing. So pretty much a small group, but whoever you're working with, you stay there the whole day with them. Okay. And do you guys like pretty much have, like, do you see them on a routine schedule, like pretty much every week? Um, pretty much because on night shift, we'll have three days off. And mm-hmm. it's a set schedule. So pretty much you'll know like which day this person's going to come in and you'll interact with them, even if it's just between your shifts. Um, you, you'll you see the same faces and work with the same faces quite often. That's cool. I like that. I, I know with um like with being a pilot and a flight attendant, you do tend to work with some of the same people, but it's not necessarily a given. Right, right. Yeah, this is different. <laughs> So like with your work day, I'm just thinking about like current events and stuff. Like, do you feel like when there is like weather, pat, like heavy weather, like snow and stuff that you actually have more breakdowns in the maintenance line, like people calling in for maintenance requests? Yes. So last week we had a snowstorm and um, all these flights got canceled. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we had really low maintenance. And then another thing to keep in mind is when weather affects the safety of a job, it's not critical anymore. You can sign it off saying weather doesn't permit, it's an unsafe conditions, can't do the job. Mm. Okay, that's interesting because I I always feel like when weather hits, like the breakdown of the airlines just goes like to shit. (laughs) But everyone will be like, they'll either blame it on the weather or they'll blame it on maintenance and be like, I can't believe my plane's not going. It's like, you can go anyways. So I don't yeah, know why you're yeah. complaining. Um, but with that, like, what was the coolest plane that you've ever worked on? And do you have any favorites? So um, I saw a triple seven once, only once, but I really, I was loving it. And the thing with the triple seven is that you can stand inside the engine. Like that's how big the engine is. So <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, wow, I really want to work on this plane. But then unfortunately, released them. Yeah, it was so sad. (laughs) What are all the different aircrafts you've worked on so far? Oh, gosh. Um, The ones that fly in the JFK are like three sevens, six sevens, five sevens as well. Um, We have 
uh, A320s, A330s. I worked on a lot of 330s. Um, A321. We really get a good bunch. <laughs> yeah, you do. You guys work on quite a bit of aircraft. Yeah, and our certifications go for each. Wow. So is it when you're bouncing from like aircraft to aircraft, is there, is everything kind of similar as far as like systems or are they vastly different? So, and I have a short experience in the field, but from my understanding, pretty much similar, except when you go into like A321, that's hundred percent electrical. Okay. <laughs> I don't think any of us really understand this plane. But um, from my experience, there are slight differences between, but generally speaking, um, things should work pretty much the same. I gotcha. So speaking of that, like, are there, what are the best kind of projects you get to work on? Like if you're handed like your task for the day, you're like, oh yeah, heck yeah. Is there anything (laughs) specific like hydraulics, electrical, structural Yes, to me, it's definitely electrical, and you will not hear that often. A lot of times, electrical will take you hours to figure out, if you figure it out, (laughs) and you did all this work. So to me, I really, really enjoy troubleshooting and chasing wires, and I love to read the schematic and try to think like, oh, what could be wrong here? Um, It's challenging, and I think that's why I really like it. So to me, I really want to specialize in avionics. See, that's so, that's so cool. Oh my gosh. Avanthia, I know you are so smart. Like, girl, you, you, flex, go off. You're so funny. It's like a testament to you saying like how much you love learning new things. Yeah. That you like to do electrical because I was like thinking that seems very intense. So like if there is a maintenance issue coming from the passenger side, since I'm sitting in the back all the time, if there's a maintenance issue and they either say it's hydraulics, electrical, structural, which one takes the longest to fix? Oh gosh. So I think hydraulic typically would be like a component change maybe. So I think that would be quick um she metal or structural yeah she metal um that's like a specialty so that plane has to or no if the plane can't fly a human who is uh specialized in she metal has to fly to it and fix it so that would take a while and then electrical i'm laughing what you say because it could be a problem that no one can figure out you can bring a specialist from atlanta to figure it out um it really is a hit or miss you either you're gonna find it or it's gonna take you like five days to find it wow okay so we <laughs> want a hydraulic maintenance yeah. is what you're saying maybe <laughs> fingers crossed yeah fingers crossed no like when i'm a passenger and i hear maintenance i'm like okay i better just rebook my flight or drive or take the bus or take the train because i'm just like maintenance loves to be like 30 minutes and then and then it's like oh we're gonna add another 30 we're gonna add another 30 Mm, I guess the rolling delay I'm like Mm -hmm. never gonna make it (laughs) um but we love our maintenance people and I never shame you guys because I know like we want it to be safe it's all about safety when you're flying so we are grateful for what you do for real there wouldn't there would not be pilots if there were not mechanics guys y'all are y'all are like the the literal wings of aviation (laughs) i would say i mean we would not be able to be up without you guys exactly yeah that's a good point 
So we're going to dive into some like fun, unrelated aviation questions, um, except for the last one. Um, so when you're feeling down or you're having like a really good day, what type of food is your go-to, like your comfort food? So definitely snacks are the comfort food. And actually where I'm at work right now, I'm the only female in my department. So the bathroom is literally my room and there's a couch uh-huh. in there. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a couch in the bathroom. Yes. yes, there's a couch. I have six lockers to myself. I have two stalls. It's quite a lovely room. And um, every time, like if I'm ever having a moment where I'm like, oh, I'm tired or I just work this and it's a lot, I just go to my room go to my snacks and just chill for a little bit go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. what kind of snacks like what do you like mm. chips cookies crackers I, what I like healthy snacks like granola okay. bars yes girl you are killing it on the healthy side like, <laughs> I am a Cheeto person I freaking mm-hmm. love Cheetos I know they're <laughs> probably taking five years off my life but oh my god if you give me Cheetos I'm down you're my best friend oh I love the biscuits on the plane when I'm a passenger oh the Biscoffs yes oh yeah Biscoff cookie butter I eat that by the spoon (laughs) I got some of that one time and honestly though being a ramper like because I was so poor at the time I would eat so many Biscoffs and Mm. I just made I had like a huge like you know, like your fruit bowl, it was full of Biscoffs and I loved them for a long time until I got sick of them. And like, mm-hmm. I even got the Biscoff butter. Cause like all my friends knew I love Biscoffs, but I'm totally Biscoffed out now when they like the flight <laughs> attendants come through with the Biscoffs. I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Emma? What's your like go-to? Gosh, honestly, it changes so often. I get obsessed and like hyper fixated on one thing and then I am repulsed by it. But I think one thing that I will always like go back to and I eat almost every single day is popcorn. Like oh, I wow. love popcorn, love popcorn with love my that. whole entire heart and Any soul. Oh, no, 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 honey. I, I make it myself. You like with the butter. <laughs> Yes, like on the stove. And um, not this Christmas, but past Christmas, my boyfriend actually got me like the popcorn machine. Whoa, game changer. I, I mean, there was a whole six months after Christmas where I would just have popcorn making on like a continuous rotation. <laughs> You're like the, the popcorn queen because there you go. I like the, I like skinny pop, but I like the like flavoring on it. So speaking of cheese again, we were talking about Ooh, yeah. a few hours ago. I like the cheesy popcorn. It's my favorite. Okay, but the the smart pop cheesy pop, in my opinion, is so much better. It's so good. Oh, I haven't tried it, so you know I gotta get on. I haven't tried it. Oh my god, they make they make um they'll do seasonal flavors, and for Christmas they had Snickerdoodle. It was Ooh. so good. It was so good. That's like um, my husband's like favorite, like snickerdoodle, pumpkin spice, like anything sugar he's like down for. <laughs> mm, I'm definitely a savory, savory girl. Yeah, me too. Uh, Emma, you, you want to ask the next question? Yeah. So, Avanthea, what's a fun fact about you that most don't know? Okay. Most don't know that I love to scuba dive. Oh. Interesting. Where are your, what's like your favorite locations? Well, uh, I'm from Greece, 
So I love the waters in Greece. Like I don't swim in New York. <laughs> I wish you could see my face right now because I'm like, <laughs> I literally my mouth dropped because I freaking love Greece. Me and my husband go there every year for vacation. Um, our favorite island is Crete. And so like Greece is like, just like our most favorite place. So, and the AGNC is just so beautiful. Uh, where in Greece are you from? I'm from Lefkada, so where all your islands are, it's on the complete opposite side, but it is an island, so you can easily locate it. Um, yeah, I feel you. I love the waters in Greece. They're so clear. I'm super spoiled. I don't want anything else, but I would also love to scuba dive at the Great Barrier Reef on the coast of Australia. Yes. It's so weird you said Greece because when, when Maddie asked you about the food and she said comfort food, I immediately was, I, I thought about Greek food because Greek food is my comfort food. Like I want to travel to Greece so bad because the, f- the food, oh my gosh, I'm like addicted, addicted. It's super yummy. I'll send you my, my restaurant, my family's restaurant. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Please do. Please do. I wanted to, I'm just like, we, like I said, we do go back like every year, me and my husband. So it, but in May, cause like that's during our anniversary. Mm-hmm. So you have to send that to me because I would love Got to go. You. Yeah. What about you, Maddie? Is there anything about you that people don't know? But I feel like I've told like a lot of weird facts about <laughs> me. Um, okay. So I guess I can say this, even though people know that I probably hurt myself often, but like even being an athlete, I'm so freaking clumsy, you guys. Like mm-hmm. I hurt myself often. Um, so I think I already told my story one time, like a few podcasts ago about how I busted out my teeth, jumping on a trampoline or off my roof onto a trampoline. But another one that I have is I was, uh, I'm a personal trainer. So I was doing this Canyon squat where you stand on two, two chairs and you know, the toe story. Yes. Ah! The toe story. I think, did I tell this before? Yes. I think so on the, um, Oh God, what episode was that? I can't remember, but that. But like I do stupid shit. Like so, I, the <laughs> story is where I literally did a canyon squat and dropped a twenty-five pound weight plate on my toe and like broke both my toes. No, it was not good. I but think maybe you need safety shoes while working out. <laughs> I do. I don't wear like now. I just don't work out with no shoes on, and I used to yeah. do it all the time because it's actually better for you to not wear right, shoes right. for your feet. But now I'm like, no, I will totally hurt myself again. <laughs> and literally on that weight plate, you guys, because I had toenail polish, there's still like a mark from the toenail polish <laughs> on there. So it's just like a consistent reminder that I mess myself up all the time. So oh, yes, dead. I am a clumsy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even I, I literally I've been trying to think I I I don't know I really don't know I'm pretty sure I've told like all the weird things that most people don't know like I loved mm. Doctor Who growing up mm, trying to think of like I went through a weird um 70s phase where I was obsessed with Bud Zeppelin and like I literally I mean I thought that when I died, I was going to be reincarnated as Robert Plant's wife. I don't That's... even know who that is. Emma, like, you know more about like old school stuff than I do. And I'm older than you. I know. I went through like a really weird phase, like a really weird phase. It's, it's bad. I mean, like my dad gave me his record player from like 1973 and then all of his records and set it up for me when I was 
like 13 and it stunted my growth. It, it stunted <laughs> my, de- my developmental growth. I mean, I didn't like for three years, I did not listen to anything else but classic rock. And that was everything from like Bob, like old Bob Marley. I mean, just everything, everything you could ever think of. Yes. The who Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd is it. Mm, Pink Floyd is where it's at. (laughs) That's awesome though. But mm, Maddie, do you want to do the last one? Sure. So Avanthea, what female in aviation do you look up to and why? So I have not met her yet. However, I really admire a female by the name of Melissa. And the way I know Melissa is that she also went to aviation high school where I went. And then she also worked in the tech ops at JFK. And now she's a manager of tech ops in Atlanta. And now every time I hear of her, mostly most of the time people tell me as a inspiration and she is. But every time I hear of her, it's something super, super positive. And I really love that. I just have such a great image of her. And actually in my school, there was a poster and like in my own classroom, there was a poster with her picture on it. And I would look at it and I'm like, I I really want to be like you. (laughs) She has so much respect for herself and such a great reputation that I really admire her. If anyone listening knows who I'm talking about, send me emails, send me LinkedIn, (laughs) anything. I need to get in contact with her. I'm sure you could stalk her like me and yeah, find her. Yeah. You'd be able I mean, to find her on um uh LinkedIn. I'm I I find so many people on LinkedIn. So many people. I don't know her last name. Dang. Yeah. You gotta well, do that reconnaissance. Like M- me and Emma are undercover investigators. We could do that for oh, you. Okay. Like, okay. We, we literally, I mean, my side gig is the FBI. Yes. <laughs> All right, I'll be sending you the info. <laughs> it, Maddie, do you have a female in aviation that you look up to? Girl, I'm about to crush on someone that you know well, and it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, like, is the reason I'm doing this podcast, is the reason I got into mental health and aviation. And just honestly, you guys, like, for me being 33, I meet a lot of younger people and I love their passion because you guys are like unencumbered by like, your work you've just started in your careers kind of so you're you're you say we're not jaded yeah you're not jaded yet (laughs) like no one's stopping you um which I find as I get older like a lot of people won't say how they feel because they're scared of like repercussions and so I'm like girl you just like inspire me all the time just love you you should see my face I'm like beat freaking red right now like no lie like I looked up and I was like damn I kind of went a little bit heavy on the blush and then I was like oh I didn't put on any blush today (laughs) Maddie you got me good (laughs) I love you my last my last I I honestly this question I'm like uh, Amelia Earhart and Maddie (laughs) I was Amelia Earhart for like career day in third grade. And honestly, that was a peak moment for me. I feel like it was, you know, just kind of like a little pre, a prelude to my future. Yeah. I'd love to fly across the Atlantic ocean, like all by myself Mm -hmm. see, I really want to do like all that daring stuff. That's like the thrill of dying. I don't know why, like being a bush pilot and flying like through treacherous snow and mountains. I don't know. It's an adrenaline junkie thing. 
I read a book about her. Um, actually, like it was like a few different women in aviation um, and how they flew and all this. And, you know, it was not as safe as it is now flying. And I was like, oh my God, these women are so amazing. But there's this other book that I'm just like looking at right now that I know you would love, Emma, because this woman was amazing. She flew in Africa. Um, Ooh, and, wait, hold up. Yeah, it was like the bush mm-hmm. in Africa. Her name's Beryl Markham. So it's called West with the Night. Avanti, you'll probably like it too. Um, The the book was so amazing. And maybe I'll just send it to you, Emma, because I'm done (laughs) with it. Um, My mom gave it to me and I was like, oh my God, this book is so good. Um, She's super um, inspiring too. So that sounds right up my alley. Girl. Well, I know you want to find right after this. (laughs) <laughs> exactly the bush, I was like okay you'll like this book oh <laughs> uh, well I can't I mean is there anything else that we wanted to touch on before we wrap up today's show Samantha you got any any last words for for anyone um I mean I think the key points that we mentioned was definitely be yourself follow your dreams do it no matter what um yeah and just explore explore new things even if it's not specifically here I think that's what I really wanted to share today yeah seek a challenge (laughs) is what I hear seek the challenge conquer Mm -hmm. and overcome keep on learning (laughs) yep there you go yes yes key points (laughs) for real knowledge is the best gift that you can give to yourself very true all right, Avanthea. Well, it was awesome having you on today. We we would love to have you again and we cannot wait to watch you like grow in your career and just prosper. We wish you nothing but good things. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm really grateful for this. And I wish you the same. You know, you guys say like this is what you do, this is where you are, but no, you can achieve more if you want to. If you're comfortable, go for it. Um, I wish you guys all the best. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is it for this week's episode. As always, keep the blue side up and the brown side down. <laughs>